Appreciate you guys. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you. What up, what up, man, the Real Coach JB here on this uh, fine Wednesday. Hey, it's hump Wednesday, gotta get over the hump. Work boot Wednesday, we used to call it when I was uh, coaching. Put our hard hat and work boots on, man. You got to bring it today. Got to bring it. It's get over the hump. And uh, the rest of the week is a ro- is a downhill uh, slalom. The uh, I'm on YouTube, man, live. Appreciate you guys coming in on YouTube. Uh, hit the like button. Hit subscribe today if you're a new newcomer, new booty. Um. People all want to know about the SC job and who I think should have it and get it and all this stuff. And uh, I said that people, you got to be from Cali, in in particular L.A., in my opinion, to really have a shot at it. Pete Carroll's from, like, Stockton, you know. He's a northern Cali guy, but obviously uh, he's a Cali guy. he got Cali swag. Someone commented on here, uh, Matu commented that I, that I fit in well in Kansas. Because I said you got it. You don't. A lot of Cali cats don't fit well in Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, and vice versa. I don't believe Southern or Midwest cats fit well in L.A. or Cali, right? Um, I fit well in Kansas, in my opinion, because I'm just a different breed of cat. Like I, I played my college ball there. I had a shot in the NFL there. I played. Uh, I coached there two different stints. So my my the difference is I had a lay of the land a little bit. Um. I kind of knew the environment, how the shit operated out there, kind of what I already, you know, kind of what knew what to expect. And and I believe I'm a true chameleon. I believe I can go anywhere in any town and do it. And so that's just my opinion. But I'm not going to talk about me, man, because, uh, you know, we know that those guys, those bureaucrats, ain't never going to fuck with a guy like me. Um, but I appreciate everybody coming in on this fine uh, Wednesday. And uh, I'm going to get uh, get to my uh, get to my ads, man. I got, uh, got a couple new ads for the Slap Dick Podcast. Like I said, I appreciate everybody being on uh, on YouTube. I'm trying to get them in live now since uh, since my fucking sound is working now all the time, all of a sudden. So I think I'm good with the sound portion of it. So you know, see what happens. But a proud sponsor of the Slapdick Podcast, man, is Play Action Pools. Make sure you check them out. Um, You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to settle. We're going to select the best 10 highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college 
football. Whoever gets the most pick correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up using the contest code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest in the office at the house with your boys, go to playactionpools.com. They've got a survivor pick'em as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports book betting pools. Go check them out. They're a new proud sponsor of the Slap Dick podcast. Um, so anyway, no, I don't believe fucking Matt Leinert, who's never coached a down, can coach USC. People throw out these fucking wild names, man. Before I really get into the show and the title and all that, people throw out these names that blow my fucking mind. Um, title of this show, man, is Excuses for Excuses. We fucking have excuses for our excuses. That's how fucked up we've become. Just keeping it real and 100 and all that shit y'all say. We have fucking excuses for excuses. And it's become like, like I say, man, that's the real fucking epidemic and pandemic right now. Fuck COVID. It's these fucking excuses we keep making for these fucking idiots ignorance and soft ass shit we keep making excuses for that's just called allowing it that's what that is it's not an excuse anymore it's fucking called allowing it because you're either too pussy to to fucking correct it you're too pussy to fucking coach it you're too pussy to fucking fix it and you just allow it let it continue and guess what we are fucking rolling downhill like a snowball. You motherfuckers better do something to fix it. So, um, quote of the day. Look in the mirror. That's our competition. Look in the fucking mirror because that is our competition. That's your competition. Yourself. Because we keep making these fucking excuses. Not only for ourselves, but everybody else. And if we fix us... I truly believe you can fix and help somebody else. But right now, dog, you need to look in the mirror because that's your competition. We got fucking too many excuses for every single fuck up. And you guys all think an apology is fitting. Like, I'm just an apology away after I fuck up three times. No, you are fucking now that person. You are who you fucking are. You are who you are, man. It's not who you say you are. It's like it's it's you are who what you do. That's period. You are what you fucking do, not what you say you do. I keep saying this over and over and over. You cats don't understand, man. You need to look at your fucking self. Yeah, okay, everyone wants to ask me and all this shit about SE. Yeah, what I yeah, I, I truly believe I'd rip that shit like no other. No, I, I think I could rip fucking Akron or Toledo or any other place in the country, too. I think I'm a chameleon. I think I can go any fucking where and recruit anybody in any state, city, country. I don't give a fuck. But understand, these bureaucrats and presidents and ADs won't hire a person like me. Now, they don't understand, and they're not fucking smart enough, even though they have PhDs, right? 
further proving that education and fucking getting a degree printed out on a piece of paper is the most overrated fucking waste of money in the world. Because if these PhDs and fucking doctors have to hire search committees to hire their coach, what the fuck are they doing at the president's helm and the AD's helm at those universities then? Why are they making so much fucking money? And why do they deserve that opportunity to be in that seat if they can't make their own fucking grown-up decisions? They have to hire a search committee to hire a fucking coach to coach your kids, your student body? Sounds like fucking ignorance to me, but again, apparently they're the smartest people in the room because they have a PhD and a doctorate degree and all these things. But if they really looked outside the box and fucking thought outside the box and then they seen a guy like me and say, well, fuck, I don't think he's going to act like a fucking idiot like he does on a fucking show or a podcast. Like, no, I understand protocol. I know how to fuck to get in line and stay in my lane and fucking stay in understand protocols and understand chain of command. And I've worked for several people call my bosses and see if I ever would have put them in harm's way. No, I wouldn't have, but I also need to be myself in order to get those players and in order to get those kids to buy in. That's the thing you, you, a lot of guys don't understand. So you have to have some autonomy and full autonomy if you're going to run a program. Look at Nick Saban's success. Look at Pete Carroll when he was at SC's success. Look at the people that have success. They have full autonomy in their program. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not making excuses um, about not getting hired because I know what the excuse, there's not excuses. It's reality. <laughs> like, People, are you going to apply? That's not how these jobs work. You, you don't go on fucking job board or monster or one of these fucking employee websites and apply for university coaching football jobs. Okay, that's just not how it works. Um, sorry, that's just not how it goes. It's not like a high school job or a, you, you email the AD. This isn't how those jobs work. So... Like I said, a good friend of mine is the interim head coach right now. I wish him the best. Former California JUCO guy. Um, I did an interview yesterday with LA Times about Dante um, Williams. Great, great, great dude. Good friend of mine. Uh, I want him to. I, I texted him, man. Every day is an interview. Go put your best foot forward. Go do the damn thing, and uh, and that's what I hit him up with, man. And so hopefully, I wish him the best and. Uh, it's going to be a uphill battle for him, man. You know what I mean? Number one, he's black. You have a fucking huge stereotype in, with black coaches in America. Re from ADs, presidents, regardless, outside naysayers, you have to beat the odds already you're in the hole, which is so fucked up now. We judge motherfuckers amongst ourselves for a person that is not, or for a human body person that can is born a certain color. And we have nothing to do with fucking being born white, black, Jewish, Asian, Hispanic. We have not a fucking ounce of control on what we're born in this world as. But yet, motherfuckers that have choices in this life get more love and more fucking excuses made for them than fucking people born of color. Like, it blows my mind. 
and fucking racism and racists in America or being a racist just to me is a fucking most ignorant fucking thing in the world. You know we're hating on somebody that literally has no control of what they are when they get into this world, right? You act like we're making motherfuckers up and making them out to be some fucking bad person or you're better than him and you're worse than that person because you're brown, you're white, you're yellow. It's fucking amazing to me. That's how sad and fucked up we are. But is what it is. People don't like to hear the truth. And so, you know, he's got an uphill battle with that. He never had a black coach. He's the first interim black coach at SC. Um, probably only a few in the Pac-12 period. You've had Stanford's had, what, at least two, right? Whittingham and, and Shaw now, um, which is ironic, right? You're in South Central L.A., Southern California, inner city, hood, ghetto. Stanford, a private school that you can't even get into academically, it's so fucking hard, has had two black coaches in its history. And SC's had zero. <laughs> Dog, perception's reality. It's amazing. And people don't really look, turn over rocks and fucking really figure out shit. Like, damn, how's Stanford in a fluent-ass fucking the Bay Area? How the fuck did they have two black coaches and SC's never had one? Or UCLA's never had one. Like, that shit blows my mind. But, hey, I don't know, man. So, this Clat cat came out. You know, this fucking, uh, I don't know what his name. What the fuck's his name? Clat. He's, on, he's got a, he came out with like, here's the USC names, right? He comes out and basically says, um, Joe Clat, right? Joe Clat. He came out and said, if I was USC Athletics, A.D., I would make following coaches tell me no before moving on. All right? Here's the names this motherfucker said before I get into my show. He said Lincoln Riley, Dabo Sweeney, Brian Kelly, Urban Meyer, Brian Day. Then he said after those calls and they turned me down, I would call Mario Cristobal, James Franklin, Eric Bieniemy, Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Oh, man. It blows my fucking mind. Yeah, UCLA had Carl Durrell. I'm sorry. Carl Durrell played receiver at UCLA. He's now at Colorado. Um, yeah, UCLA did have Carl Durrell. Um, so, first of all, let me go through your list, fucking Joel Klatt, professional fucking get it wrong fucking guy. Lincoln Riley does not fit LA, period. Number one. Okay, just so we're clear. And he'd be an idiot to leave Oklahoma and that oil money and the autonomy he has there and to come out west out here and not have a fucking clue on where to start recruiting. And let me make sure everyone's clear. If, if any of these head coaching names I just mentioned that Joel Klatt came out with, I'm sure they can come out and get a staff together and still entertain kids okay because they've been a four-year level coach the kids all know him from oklahoma or from from this place or that place so that's not a huge that's not the big thing i'm fighting here okay the biggest thing is personality and 
the it factor in L.A. itself. The swag it's going to take. The fucking know-how to go in and push the right buttons at a certain high school. See, like, you go down south from California and recruit Mississippi, they'll look at you motherfuckers sideways. They will look at you sideways. I'm just telling you. Now, I've had success in there, but it ain't really fucking easy. You go to Georgia, you know, they're fucking hospitable as shit. South Carolina, North Carolina, super nice fucking dudes. I'm just going to be honest. The coaches are. But that don't mean they're going to send you their kid. Man, you fucking Yankee. I'm not sending you out to California. No way. Like, I've seen it and heard it. So it is hard to get a kid from those areas if you're from the West Coast. It's hard to go get a kid from the West Coast to come to your place if you have a Cali swagged out coach at SC or UCLA. But let me explain my fucking rationale. Everybody, I posted this thing and these people are like, well, Dabo sure comes out West and gets certain players. Nick Saban can come out here and get play. I said, dude, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying California, the top four quarterbacks in the country right now are from L.A. Okay? Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Florida. They're from California. So let me make sure we're clear. Why wouldn't you go to Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State if you were these kids in L.A.? If your coach at SC in your backyard is from the Midwest or the South. Like, fuck it. He's not from L.A. anyway. That means he missed the fucking calling in my home with my mom and my dad. Because he's spitting Midwest shit at us in L.A. I'm going to go to fucking the Midwest. I'm going to go to the South. I'm going to go to fucking South Carolina. I'm going to go to Alabama. And I'm going to get coached up, go to the NFL, and win a natty. (laughs) It's real fucking easy. So... It's real fucking easy to leave California if you don't have a Cali swagged out coach. Why don't you ask those cats if they left when Pete Carroll was at USC? The question, the answer is no. We had the top seven or eight running backs in America at this motherfucker at the same time. The top four and five quarterbacks. And we were getting transfer quarterbacks to come in from Rich Mustang from Arkansas and fucking Williams, the receiver from Arkansas. They were coming to USC. Just like they're going to Alabama now from California. You got to have a California swagged out dude to get and keep California kids. Especially L.A. Inner city L.A. You have to have a coach from this area, in my opinion, to really dominate this thing. So. The only guy on that list, I'm just going to be honest, is Urban Meyer that I believe can come out here and adapt and overcome and get it with his reputation, with his know-how being having that it factor. He tells everybody today on a press conference, absolutely not interested. I would not leave Jacksonville. His eyes were facing the ground the entire time, which tells me, um, if you listen to Pat McAfee's show every day, he has Chuck Magano on there a former head coach of the Colts, he said the same thing. Well, he sure said no, but his eyes were facing down. He didn't look at nobody in the eyes. It's a telltale sign. I believe Urban Meyer will bounce in a heartbeat just like Nick Saban did because they're going to say, fuck this NFL shit. I can't get the best players. I can't fucking compete. Fuck this. I'm not having fun at all. 
I can see Urban going to SC. That's the only guy that I would actually be excited about. Eric Bieniemy is a good friend of mine. I, I, he's from LA. He checks the boxes and that, but he hasn't been a head coach. And why would he leave? Like, why would you leave that Chiefs situation? You're probably going to be a head coach in the NFL eventually, even though he keeps getting passed by. But people realize and understand that Andy Reid calls that offense. Just so everybody's clear. All these fuckers thinking that Eric's calling it all. Andy Reid still calls pretty much majority of the offense people. So the other NFL GMs and owners know this. Or I think Eric would have been a head coach already. (laughs) <laughs> Let's just be real and keep it funky all the way funky. So I'm just giving you insight. And I love Eric. He's a hell of a dude and a great coach. And I think he's a hell of a tactical motivator. And he'll get in your ass. And people will fucking fear him because they know he's real and genuine. But at the same time, he's going to demand the most out of you. He's a hell of a recruiter at the college level at UCLA. He's got shit. Drew Jones, uh, Mercedes Lewis. He recruited a lot of great NFL talent to UCLA when he was there. Um, then he did a stint at Colorado, his alum, his uh, alma mater, got some players in there for just a short stint that he was there. Then he went back to the NFL. Um, I don't believe he's a great fit at SC though. I'm just being honest. Um, I would love to see him at SC. Don't get me, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think it's a good fit. Um, Josh McDaniels. I posted this thing yesterday. I said, why do people think these assistant OCs and and DCs at the NFL level can come to college and fucking get it right? These people on fucking ESPN and all these Joel Klatz and all these people, you have not a fucking clue how this works. Some dude responds, some know-it-all fuck. Everybody on that list coached college. Really? Josh McDaniels fucking didn't coach college, motherfucker. He was a GA for one season at Michigan State, like in 1999. He got coffee, motherfucker, for the head coach, probably for Saban at that time. He didn't get fucking recruiting list and go out and recruit dudes when he was a grad assistant at fucking Michigan State. So he does not have the experience. People think because you coach pl- call plays and coach Tom Brady and did shit like this, you can come into college. A lot of NFL guys come to college and fail. A lot of college guys, or 99% of them, go from college to the NFL and fail. They're two different worlds. Just so everybody's clear. They're two different, completely different worlds. The NFL and college. So I want to make sure you understand that. James Franklin, good friend of mine as well. It's ironic that you have Lincoln Riley, Dabo Sweeney, Brian Kelly, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day on the top. And if they turn you down, Joel Klatt says, you go to Mario Cristobal. (laughs) That shows you how fucking ignorant these guys are. So why would Mario Cristobal be on the bottom half of your list? The last time I checked, Lincoln Riley, Dabo Sweeney, Brian Kelly, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day have not coached in the Pac-12 at all. But Mario Cristobal fucking sure has. Mario Cristobal sure actually has a fucking foot in L.A. every single year. The number one draft pick this year will be from Thibodeau from Oregon, who's from South Central L.A. 
Oaks Christian High School, who this Oregon snatched. Actually, Dante from SC right now actually got Thibodeau up there. So Oregon gets a lot of L.A. talent, and they've been known to do it for years. Okay, They've always had L.A. coaches at Oregon, by the way, too. Cristobal would be on the fucking top of that list above Brian fucking Kelly, Lincoln fucking Riley, Ryan fucking Day. And Davo is too damn country to come out here to the West Coast. People think because he got DJ, good family friend of mine's family, right? To Clemson from USC and UCLA that he can come out to LA and get fucking all the kids. Dabo can come out here to L.A., just so we're clear, and lose DJ to Clemson to another coach, too. The same way that fucking Helton lost DJ to Clemson to Dabo. People don't realize, dog, you have to fucking come out here and be different. It ain't going to be no country bunking in your home in South Central dealing with a mama who has four fucking kids trying to do two jobs and is watching the Laker game while you're in a home visit who really don't give a fuck about you once she hears your country draw. So I'm just being real with you guys, man. Motherfuckers think that you can come out here and just because you got one player from California thinks you can come out here and dominate and recruit. Like, that's not how it works. I believe SC is still a top three appealing job in America. I still do because SC has the potential of being that school. In my opinion, SC should be Alabama right now. Just like when Pete Carroll was here, SC was the Alabama. SC was the premier cream of the cream, right? They were cream of the crop. I don't believe anybody on that list can turn USC around. So Urban is the exception, possibly. But I don't believe, unless Urban really says, fuck this, I'm out, and they've talked, I don't know. James Franklin coming out here. Pennsylvania guy, man, you know, great dude, good friend. It's going to be tough, man. It's not, it's still not his niche. This ain't hit James Franklin's hood. This ain't his area. This ain't his people don't know him. Like when you're from LA, you're connected to LA. That means somebody's grandpa, mama, daddy, uncle, homie knew you growing up. It helps in recruiting. So let's get an LA kid in this motherfucker, a dude that's from LA to get in here. So, um, Lucy, what up? Shout out to Lucy here on uh, on YouTube. Appreciate all you guys. Man, hit the like button, man. Subscribe. Um, yeah, you know, and that's the thing about it, man. People think that people think that you go to you go to schools for the assistance because people are like telling me, "Oh, well, just hire the coach, and then he'll go get some LA assistance." <laughs> Sorry, that's not how it works, bro. They're not coming to play for the assistants. You think Alabama, they go there to play for the assistant fucking coach? Or do they go there to play for fucking Nick Saban? They were going to SC. Dante was busting his ass getting kids. They have some coaches getting recruits in there and all that. But at the end of the day, their parents and their grandparents and the shot callers are going there for Clay Helton or Pete Carroll or Nick Saban or fucking Jim, uh, Chip Kelly. The, you see the trend. Your recruiting's not very good at UCLA and USC right now because they may not like fucking Chip Kelly and fucking Clay Helton. They're not selling the parents and the fucking call the shot callers, dog. They're not selling them. So (laughs) 
you guys got to understand, man, it's this, this, this thing's real. It gets real, real fast. And, and these guys on this fucking list are shit, in my opinion. So, I don't know, man. Um, my slapdick whiskey is back up online. It'll be up and running by tonight in the morning. Um, so, slapdickinc.com, you'll be able to order the whiskey again. We have a lot of pre-sale orders. If you guys watched ESPN's first take this morning on Stephen A's show, they were showing uh, Pat McAfee's show, interviewing Aaron Rodgers, and you see a bottle of slapdick whiskey right there on the table. So, shout out to uh, Pat. And uh, you know I'm on Pat McAfee's show Fridays, 9 a.m. West Coast time, 12 noon Pacific or uh, East Coast time. So uh, make sure you tune in to the Pat McAfee show, obviously. Um, so anyway, you know, title of this show is Excuses for Excuses because we don't look in the mirror because that's our competition. And we don't we make everybody else our competition. And excuses is your fucking competition, motherfucker. Stop making them. Beat your excuses out. Because that's where the fuck we are in life right now. And we make too many fucking excuses, dog, after excuses, after excuses. And it blows my fucking mind. I'm just telling you the truth. Um, but I don't know. Slapdick Podcast also brought to you by Balance 7. So I don't know if you heard about the former NBA player Lamar Odom, obviously. Laker, um, great run with the Kobe. Maybe returning to professional basketball in Spain with fucking on Pal Gasol's team, if you haven't heard. He's been taking uh, a new product and he owes credit to. Everybody I know has had it. Uh loves the effects of it they don't like the taste i'm just gonna be real i'm not gonna sell you no bullshit that is not is i'm telling you it tastes like fucking rose wine and it tastes like balls and badussy that ain't my get down it tastes nasty but the shit is bomb it affects you in the right way so um balance seven is a ph balancing alkaline supplement drink it's like vitamins um or supplements in liquid form just one ounce a day three times a day in a week and you'll see the effects so Hey man, everyone's getting older. Products like these help. It's a good way to get this, get your fucking old ass back in, uh, get active again. Maybe you'll go rock around the fucking park and drink some diet water. You can see how Balance Seven has helped. And right now, if you go to balance7.com, that's a seven with the number, balance7.com. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. You'll get $10 off on 32 ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to fill the pH balancing drink. Go to work. Again, that's balance7.com. Use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. I did. It worked for me. I'm sure it worked for you. So, excuses, man, for excuses, all right? We keep having these fucking excuses, man, and uh, it's fucking weird, right? It's just sad. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, did you guys watch Monday, um, Eli and Peyton Manning's Monday Night Football little deal? Um, I thought it was great and all that, but just so we're clear, they're doing that shit because Monday Night Football ratings are so shitty because they've gone through so many different fucking announcers that Lewis Riddick is a very, very good... We share the same uh, agent, by the way. Lewis Riddick is a very, very good announcer. Like He is very detailed. He can really, really... Uh, 
explain to the novice watcher how football really is. And then he also talks to the football coach that's watching, and we understand what he's saying. So I think Lewis Riddick's the best one they have. I believe the best of all of them, if if he were to get into it, which I think he may, is Greg Olson, former tight end, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Fame tight end. I coach his little brother, Kevin Olson, obviously. Um, but but Greg Olson, great dude, uh, great family man, great family, the Olson uh, family, uh, New Jersey New Jersey Cats. His dad's one of the winningest coaches in New Jersey high school state history. Greg is a fucking phenomenal uh, announcer. If you watch the XFL before the pandemic, he was one of the announcers during the season. And he gives you the real shit. He tells you exactly what this is. Protections. What the calls are. Why this and why that. He does a hell of a job. I think he would be great on Monday night. So shout out Greg Olson. Um, But excuses are for excuses for excuses is the problem right now with fucking America. And I'm just being honest. And we make excuses, man. And did you see the two 13, 14-year-old boys in Florida who got arrested for basically trying to put together a Columbine situation? I posted it today on social or last night on social media. Um, basically, they were going to shoot up a school, plotted against it, Two fucked up, bowl haircut, little white kids, right? Um, like, why don't you see black kids doing it? Like, I, I'm just trying to be real here. I, why the fuck have you... Why haven't we seen no fucking hood kids shooting up a fucking school? Why nobody I grew up with fucking shot up a school? Like, I, I, it's just this shit is crazy to me. And I posted this thing last night to really get a hold of... A grasp of my following, right? Because I was like, I'm, like, I'm going to see these soft motherfuckers that I have following me. And why do they follow me? Like, you just follow me to fucking follow me? You follow me to talk shit? Like, dog, I love my haters. They're my biggest fans. You guys are my biggest fans. So make sure we, you guys understand you're my biggest fans, you dumb fucks. You buy my books and my whiskey. Shut the fuck up. Don't act like you don't. But anyway... Appreciate you guys. You make my dick hard, haters. So I'm going to post shit to see your reaction. And I want to see how many soft fucks are out there. And obviously, I have actually, it's getting more and more my type of crowd. All right. You guys are defending what I'm saying more. And like I said, dog, disagreements create great conversation. I truly believe it. I believe disagreements create great conversation. So I don't give a fuck if you disagree with me, but don't come out and say, oh, you're fucking shitty. You don't know nothing. You went two and eight on your last year of your show. Like who gives a fuck with the fucking, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China, motherfucker? Everybody wants to get their five minutes of fame by using my name. Like this whiskey girl did on Instagram a few last month. You get, you know, she's trying to get her clout, trying to get her fucking fame off of my name. I get that all the time, right? And my ass is dumb sometimes because I buy into it because I just can't stand dumb motherfuckers getting away with saying dumb shit. So I need to put my foot in my mouth sometimes and don't say nothing. But at the same time, it's like, man. People take a word out of a paragraph and attach it to your name, and that is you, in their opinion, 
forever. That's you forever. They're that quick to judge a motherfucker because they think they know you and they have not a clue. But these two kids did this plot to fucking shoot up a school. And I posted a deal saying, but we call whooping our children corporal punishment nowadays by this cancel culture soft fucks. That's what we do. We call it corporal punishment, which is a fucking mind blower to me, right? Whipping your kid's ass with a belt is called corporal punishment now. (laughs) So I posted this shit, and you know the responses that I get from the haters? Some female came out there and was like, well, it's, it's scientifically proven that if you beat your kid, they are far worse than they are if you do not. <laughs> I said, your scientifically fucking proven data should be wiped with this fucking piece of paper and used in your ass and thrown down your toilet because it means absolutely fucking nothing. The data that you are getting is so fucking skewed Because you're getting a thousand kids from fucking age 10 to 20, let's just say, in the last three to five years, which is already this soft enabled ass culture anyway, right? Who, who, who use mental health as the biggest crutch in the world anyways, right? That's your data and your proof. It's skewed and it means nothing. It's skewed and it means nothing. The truth is the mama and the daddy that's raising their kids and beat that ass and they fucking love on them and genuinely love their kids and their kids understand it and know that this is my mom and dad and he'll they'll give me the shirt off my fu- their back. I'm going to fear letting my parents down. They beat my ass for a reason to give me a fucking consequence for doing something that I did. I needed to learn. Without that shit, I would have been fucked right now in my life. I'd be dead or in jail, just like a million of my friends. So people get this whole thing so skewed with this data and this fucking these testers the testers are giving you false information (laughs) their data is giving you guys false information show me okay columbine was a night it was an 18 and 17 year old kid that shot up that did the columbine deal in in colorado In Florida earlier this year, there was a fucking 13-year-old girl with an AK shooting up a school. Okay, FYI. Yesterday, these two white kids get caught up, 13, 14-year-olds. Show me data in the last 20 years that has had a fucking kid under fucking 18 shoot up a school. But you're telling me, that your dad is proving that a belt is causing them to go out and shoot schools up? <laughs> no, it's not. Jeffrey Dahmer and Richard the Night Stalker Ramirez got their asses abused as kids. And they didn't even shoot up no fucking school or nobody. They were just killing motherfuckers. They, they turned psychotic. Can you really 
point their finger at the abuse for them? Maybe. But let's make sure we're clear on this whole thing. You guys are keep making these excuses for excuses title of this show. Let's make sure we're clear. You guys keep using the words violence and abuse and taking that out of context with what I put out on a tweet, on, a, on an Instagram post. I said, since we cannot whoop and discipline our children, whooping and disciplining them is completely different than abuse, parental abuse, and violence, okay? Just so we're fucking clear. Why is it that you soft excuse making fucks like to take words and take it out of context and put in your own words and create a whole new narrative as to why the fuck your, your fucking take should matter? Your take is an excuse as to why we're so fucking soft. It's an excuse for a fucking excuse. You're making an excuse for these fucking shitbirds who wanted to shoot up a school. And you think that's cool. Like, you, you got an excuse for that shit that it was because their parents beat them with a belt. You got you to gotta be fucking joking me, man. I don't know anybody that got beat with a belt that shot up a school. Not one motherfucker. Has anyone else, does anyone in this whole fucking place know one person that got beat with a belt and disciplined by their parents who went out and shot up fucking schools? Please show me somebody that do, has done that. I just want to, I'm just clear. I want to make sure we're clear. Please show me a fucking person that got beat by their parents for fucking up in a loving manner, right? I'm not talking about child abuse, okay? I didn't get no fucking child abuse. I don't know anybody that got child abuse. What I'm talking about is straight up good old fashioned parenting. Can anybody tell me that motherfucker that got parented correctly and disciplined and Went out and shot up a school. Ah, fuck my mommy. She hit me with a belt. I'm going to go shoot up my fucking elementary school today. Dog, it's because you ain't fucking beating your kid with a belt. You ain't fucking correcting them when they're wrong is why they're going and doing this shit. Because, so you're telling me that it's okay to sit there and play fucking Navy or U.S. or what is it? uh, Warfare on video games all day. What is that warfare game? They just play all fucking day. You can play these Minecrafts, Warcraft, Warfare, all these fucking video games. You don't think that shit weighs on these motherfuckers' brains more than my fucking belt? I think that you play in these fucking video games, Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, thank you guys on on YouTube Call of Duty has more fucking bearing on you shooting up a school than me beating my motherfucking kid with a belt for disrespecting an adult at school or fucking doing some stupid ass disrespectful shit in public or interrupting a grown up or telling a motherfucking grown up how it should be when you have not a fucking clue how it really should be so how about you motherfuckers just stay in your lane, dog? You're confusing discipline with fucking abuse. And you guys do it so quickly, it, it kind of it blows my mind. Um, 
I don't know, man. You know, they do the data of a fucking a thousand kids, 10 to 17 in the last three years, and they keep using the word abuse and violence. And I said discipline at home. Parental abuse is entirely different. All right. Just so we are clear, you know, the, like I said, Jeffrey Dahmer, that motherfucker got abused, I, I believe, as a youngster. And he didn't shoot up a school. So he went out and fucking started eating motherfuckers, right? That's a different ball game. We got kids shooting up schools. There is a comfortable, they're comfortable plotting a fucking school shooting. And you guys don't think that shit happens when they're young with their parents? Like, that shit is allowed and not corrected, not coached, not guided. The motherfuckers is like, dog. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we were. I was scared to disappoint my parents because I knew my parents' investment in me. I knew my parents had the best interest in me. And real recognizes real. If you're real with your kids and let them understand the real, they will fucking fight for you and understand your method to your madness. We too busy coddling these motherfuckers, buying them fucking Call of Duty, letting them sit around all day instead of doing their homework, doing their shit they're supposed to do. That's what the fucking problem is. So, <laughs> dog, I'm just saying, man, you guys think that this thing is, uh, it, it blows my mind that people really think that disciplining their kids is a, is making these cats go out and shoot these kids or shoot schools up. That's literally what some cats were saying today on my post. But anyway, I, I just, it, it blows my mind, man. Let these, send these motherfucking two white kids over to Afghanistan. Let these motherfuckers go over there and learn how to shoot. If they're so big and bad, like that's what these parents don't get. Like if you start seeing these motherfuckers skew off, send their motherfucking asses on somewhere. Send them motherfuckers somewhere where they're going to fucking, oh, you really want to be tough? I got, I'll, I'll show you tough, motherfucker. Let's put their ass in that, yeah, the timeout generation, Lucy. That's what it is. Just go timeout, sit in the corner. It does nothing. It does nothing. It gives you nothing. If the dog pisses on the rug and you don't rub their nose in it, they piss on the rug again tomorrow. Period. That the, that's what the fuck it is, man. Motherfuckers don't believe that shit is to be true. Man, you're crazy. Man, I want to give a shout out to Kevin Falk. Marshall Falk, obviously, been on the Slapdick Podcast. Good friend of mine. Uh, great Hall of Famer. His little brother, Kevin Falk, uh, he's a coach at LSU. His 19-year-old daughter died um, the other day, man. And uh, he won't be coaching this weekend. He's a running back coach at LSU. Um I just wanted to give a shout out to that, man. I, I, it's, you, you can't have a worse feeling in the, as a parent than losing your kid um, before you. I think, like, if your kid dies before you, the parent, I believe that's just such, I, I believe that's the worst thing that can literally happen in the world. Your kid dying before you. And that's just, it's fucked up and... Uh, he played, I think, 13 years for the, the Patriots and uh, a couple teams, won a Super Bowl or two. Um, ben Braun, I don't know if you guys know the baseball player for the fucking Buck, uh, Brewers and had a couple great seasons and was like MVP. And he retired 
Um, I, you know, he's probably young, still pretty young to retire, but I think the steroids kicked his ass so badly that I think he had to say, fuck it, I got to bow out. Like, he looked, have you seen his body lately? Like, the steroids fucked him up, dog. And uh, people asked me his legacy today. I, don't know if I was talking to a guy, and he was like, what do you think Ben Brown's legacy is? I'm like, fuck steroids, dog. You, you look at you look at Barry Bonds, Conseco, fucking Sammy Sosa. Besides Sammy looking like fucking little Kim Michael Jackson mix. Besides that, Ryan Braun, sorry. Um, when I say Ben, fuck. Um, Ryan Braun, his legacy is steroids. Like, yeah, he stole Matt Kemp's MVP uh, that year. I remember that. Um, but... Yeah, man, uh, appreciate you. Wait a minute. Uh, he said people raising a batch of narcissistic entitled fucks. I mean, that's just what it is. You know what it is, really, though? We're allowing our kids to have instant gratification. Our kids expect instant gratification. They want shit now without earning it, without working for it, without blooding their fingers, cutting their fucking uh, their fingernails. And that's what the problem is. Um, I fucked up something. I fucked up my TV. My dog sleep dog on my TV. So they 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 literally um, they don't want to work for shit. They don't know what blood, sweat, and tears are, and that's just what it is. Um, so. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to do another little launch uh, PR thing. What we're going to do for the Slapdick Whiskey to give an update because we are going to relaunch the whiskey here online here tonight. Um, we're going to do a San Diego and a Vegas uh, and probably an up north deal, Sacramento, San Francisco area. Uh, a signed bottle deal, book deal, and a whiskey tasting deal so people can taste the whiskey and buy a bottle as I sign it, and we can do a greet and meet, actually chill. I'll sit there and drink with you. Uh, we're going to do one, set up a few big ones, try to get a few hundred cats out per event, um, and we're going to do a different bottle, and a diff and we're going to do a higher uh, proof um, for the holidays. So we're the whiskey is going to, we're going to actually do two bottles online for 60 bucks starting tonight just to get it going back. We have a lot of pre-sale orders, so I appreciate everybody that pre-sold, uh, that, that ordered pre-sale. So now that the whiskey's back, everyone, I, I wanted to make sure everybody knows, uh, there is a glass shortage in the country. And I did not know this shit until recently because we're running out of bottles for slapdick whiskey. There's a fucking glass shortage. So if you didn't know this shit, it blows my mind. So now we're going to have to change the bottle shape because my bottle happens to be more expensive bottle. Fucking imagine that, right? And on top of that, um, it's hard to get that bottle. And glass being a shortage right now, um, it, it's... Like, we're going to do a little promo to get uh, to get some, uh, you know, get good faith for the for the fans. And so, um, appreciate it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know. we The Slapdick Whiskey will be in the entire state of Tennessee here next month, um, like in liquor stores. So, 
the state of Tennessee has bought a lot of cases and they're going to um, distribute throughout the state of Tennessee, Knoxville, Nashville, Memphis. Um, they will have slapdick in liquor stores in the state of Tennessee. Oklahoma will be having it soon. And uh, I think Nebraska will also be having it soon. We're trying to get it in Florida and Texas next. And, uh, and then we're trying to get it in Michigan as well. So I appreciate everybody uh, on that deal. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm going to do my likes of the day and my dislikes of the day. That's a new thing I'm doing, all right? Um, so my likes might be the same every day. I'm just going to be honest. My only likes for the day are fucking my dogs, whiskey, and a cigar. That's what I'm about to go do after this. I have no new likes, right? My new dislikes are my new dislikes are fucking which I'm not I'm not going to tell you, but my my new dislikes are these two fucks that wanted to shoot up a school. Um Um That's a dislike for the day, but I'm not going to say that cuz it's too fucking shitty of a deal. Um the likes of the day, dogs, whiskey, and fucking cigars, right? Because that's what I'm going to go do after this. Dislikes of the day. Shitty perfume. Cheap perfume on women. I hope Lucy in the, in the house in here in, in YouTube, she's becoming a regular um, viewer. I hope she understands and she gets it. Women that walk by you in a store. I went shopping early this morning. And they have that cheap ass shitty perfume on. Holy fuck, man. It'll it'll make your eyes water, dog. That is a daily dislike. I don't want to smell that shit. It's shitty. It smells like it sounds it smells like an old fucking like you know how back in the day, see strippers used to wear that cheap shit, man. Just so they fucking they don't smell like Badussy. Badussy is balls, dick, and pussy. Just so everybody's clear out there on my acronyms. I'm an acronym-based guy. Balls, dick, and pussy is Badussy. All right? Just so we're clear. That shit smells like Badussy. You need to fucking do something else. Perfume don't mask that shit, ladies. Sorry. Males, men, you got fucking ball fucking sweat problems and hygiene issues with your breath, your nuts, after fucking hooping or some shit, you need to go fucking take care of it, motherfucker. Don't go straight to the store and go kick it at the homie's house. I used to have to tell my partner's dog, you smell like straight up dirty hot dog water. Dog, go wash your ass. I used to tell my players every motherfucking day, don't come in my office smelling like Badussi. Um, Pete Renteria, what up, dog? Um, let's see. Shitty perfume, my dislike of the day. Holy fuck. Um, people who are judging these fucking premature teams in the NFL and quarterbacks in the NFL, please stop fucking judging these motherfuckers as the next Tom Brady. Please let them play a season. Last year after game one, it was fucking, uh, it was uh, my boy uh, Burrow. Burrow's the next best Tom Brady. Hold on, dog. And then the motherfucker blew his knee out. 
Let these motherfuckers earn their stripes, okay? James Winston, he's going to be better than Drew Brees. Dog, he threw five touchdowns in the red zone. He threw one long one and four short ones. He threw for 148 yards on 20 passes. If you're a quarterback guy and understand the game, you'll realize that Sean Payton's put that motherfucker in some good-ass spots because he's still scared of that motherfucker throwing a bunch of picks. So let's just pump our brakes, okay? You see these fucking Dan Orlovskis and all these motherfucking professional analysts, right? Quote-unquote. Saying how good this quarterback is. He's going to be the best quarterback. And da-da-da-da-da. Calm down, dog. Let's see the motherfuckers have another good game. And then it's so funny. Stephen A. just wants to blast fucking Aaron Rodgers after a shitty first game. After a fucking holdout all year. Playing no preseason games. He's the reigning MV fucking P. And you're already bashing him. Like, dog, Lamar Jackson looked better than I thought he would. But it's still, like I was telling everybody, he's still not the guy to win you a fucking game when it matters. Like Baker Mayfield. They can't sit in there and make quick decisions and throw the football accurately. And late in the game, you have to throw the football accurately. If you watched the game the other day against the Raiders, he missed a crossing route so far behind them because of his feet are so fucked up. As far as his lead foot stepping in front, leading the, leading the receiver, he's stepping where he was instead of where he's going. And I broke Lamar down before on my coaching show with video to prove it. And people got to see it and were like, oh, damn. But everyone naysayers are, oh, you don't know. Lamar's the shit. Lamar's a, freaking, a freak of nature athletically. And I fucking, I fucking, uh, love him, but he's just not the guy to win you a fucking Super Bowl. Just like Baker Mayfield's not the guy to win you a Super Bowl. Just like, in my opinion, Kyler Murray's not the guy. Just like, in my opinion, um, it's the same thing, man. You got to be able to stand in there and deliver the football on time and be accurate. Lamar missed a crossing route that could have won him a game earlier in the game. Missed him so far behind him. And I'm just telling you. Um, but anyway, that's my dislikes for the day. I got two more. Motherfuckers that, who are, that are married, just so we're clear, all you guys have ran into this situation, I guarantee it. Motherfuckers that are married, that are in line at the grocery store together, but pay fucking separately. You motherfuckers are going to fucking piss me off, man. I, I just sit there like, fuck you, motherfuckers. The wife pays separately for the milk, the eggs, and the butter. And then the fucking husband waits and buys fucking candy, uh, some meat, and a fucking pack of smokes. And... If you motherfuckers out there think that I don't know hood play, motherfucker, I know if the motherfucker has WIC or EBT. It ain't that scenario. Oh, man, pay for the EBT first, mom. I know that scenario. I'm not mad at that. You got to only buy this shit with EBT. I get it, motherfucker. That ain't the scenario. It's the tightwad fucking marriage that is so fucked up that the wife and the husband don't share accounts. And they're doing shady shit on their own <coughs> accord where they got to buy shit separate. 
Like, motherfucker, do that shit before you come in. Put your money together and fucking buy this shit so I don't got to wait for two motherfuckers in the same line. My hor- I hate that shit. It's my fucking dislike of the day, maybe. Uh, you know what? It's a debate between this last one. My last one is the motherfucker at Starbucks, dog, in the line. That pulls out a fucking piece of paper and reads the order. Dog, if you got to fucking read the order for your coffee at Starbucks, there's a fundamental fucking problem in your household. Motherfucker, if you can't put it on your phone which is a lot simpler than a piece of fucking paper or just no, get me a fucking coffee and put whatever the fuck you do. If you got to put thousand things in it and then the fuck, guess what happens? Starbucks fucks it up because you just ordered the most complex coffee ever in or invented. They fuck it up. And then guess what you do? You fucking wake us wait longer and you have to tell them that they fucked up. And then they got to redo your fucking coffee before they make my shit. <sighs> That's JB's dislikes of the day, man. See, you might get my likes every day to be fucking dogs, whiskey, and cigars. I'm just going to be honest. Look in the mirror. That's your fucking competition. Quit making fucking excuses upon excuses upon fucking excuses, man. It's, it's, it's fucking sickening to see you defend two kids thinking they're going to go shoot up a fucking school. And you motherfuckers think that it's all good. Well... It's because they they get whooped at home. No, it's fucking not, motherfucker. I got whooped. I know everybody that I grew up with got whooped, and I don't know anybody that shot up a fucking school. You're using this weak-ass-minded excuse and this mental fucking health crutch as an excuse, and you just keep making fucking excuses after excuses after fucking excuses. Ah, man. Man, it's unbelievable, dog. Uh, I'm trying to read some some comments here on uh, YouTube. YouTube, you guys got any questions, man, or anything like that? Um, You know, I don't know who's going to be the next SC coach. I really don't. I don't believe there's that real big-time guy out there. Urban Meyer would be one. You know, it's funny, though, man, that... uh, it's funny though um, that people say all these names, but why don't you say Nick? Why don't you say Nick Saban then? Why don't you say fucking make Nick Saban tell us no? Like I don't get that. <laughs> like he's getting older. Maybe he's like fucking. I want a new challenge before it's all said and done. Um, I, I mean, why would you? Why would you make Dabo tell you no and not fucking um, Nick Saban? I mean, like, shit. Um, I don't know. Shit. <sighs> Tyler Todd said, where he's from, motherfuckers in the town would whip that ass if they seen you acting an ass. I, I wish there was more like you. I wish there was more people in your town like people around, period. See, back in the day, people used to correct kids, people's kids. And then the people were actually appreciative. Now, 
when you see the parent defend the badass kid, there's an excuse for an excuse, dog. Now, listen, you're not going to sit here and parent my motherfucking kid. Let's be sure. We all have egos in that regard, right? We don't want no motherfucker we don't know telling our kid anything, right? Let's make sure we're clear. But let's also be sure... That we don't, we put our ego aside for the betterment of our kid. And if a motherfucking kid is disrespecting another motherfucker that we don't know, and he and he was corrected and says, "Listen, son, don't talk to that lady like that." I'm not gonna be mad at you. I'm gonna check my kid though. Um, but man, I'm real good friends with Noel Mazzoni, Man, he's a real good friend of mine, brother. Um, him and his son. So yeah, I know Noel real well. We clinic quite a bit. Noel's a great dude, man. I might text Noel right after this. Um, good dude, though. Yeah, he runs No Zone, man. He's a good dude. He runs a... Uh... Yes, I'm on Pat McAfee's show every Friday. So, um, every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon, East Coast. Uh, my thoughts on Oregon-Ohio State game is probably much what I thought it was. I just don't think – I think Ryan Day is a coach that inherited a, a talented program, rich in resources, rich in tradition. Uh, Urban built it back up to compete with Alabama. And, you know, he won a natty, went undefeated his first year, which was on that probation, by the way. No one even remembers that shit. They couldn't even go play in the playoffs. They were fucking 10-0 and that first year he took the job, if anyone ever remembers how great of a fucking job he did on that one. Um, but, you know, I don't believe Ryan Day's Urban Meyer by any stretch. So, I'm just being honest. Man, CIF has has become so shitty because when Modern Day sued the CIF, this we're talking California, Southern California uh, high school football for everyone out there that wants to know. Modern Day sued CIF years ago and won. CIF got scared of the private school sector and they didn't want to do anything. So guess what? They're out here picking up kids and buses in fucking Riverside, fucking... Uh, the IE Inland Empire picking up motherfuckers all over the place. All that whole Trinity League is picking up motherfuckers from Reno Valley, Riverside, fucking Rialto. Shit. You name it. Um, so, anyway. Um, it's been fun one, man. Look in the mirror. That's your competition. Stop making fucking excuses for excuses. Um, and uh, maybe we'll be a little better off, man. Hey, man. It's a great day to have a great fucking day. Um, I haven't seen any kid at Compton. I know Compton got beat by fucking like 70 uh, first game or something. Um I don't know shit about winter circle, that whole thing, dog. I've heard stories and horror stories at that. I just don't, I don't have any big time respect for the seven on seven or trainer, personal trainer guys. Just so we know, just so we're clear. I don't have that shit ain't for me. I think it's creating a huge soft culture in football, but Hey man, I appreciate you guys. Uh, YouTube stay on. I'll stay on for a minute. Uh, slapdick podcast again, brought to you by balance seven. Um, and uh, 
Hopefully you guys uh, play playactionpools.com. Go check it out. And, uh, hey, man, it's a great day to have a great fucking day. I'll see you Friday on the Pat McAfee Show, the Slapdick Special, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon. Right here on YouTube. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Give me another guy. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. God, man, I'm just telling you. Cause I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm trying to hear.